I'd spend one weekend in New York, and I would walk a different area, so I got to know New York very well, and Marin Frank had an office there, so I had been familiar with New York. The next weekend, I would come home to Oregon because I didn't want to lose my Oregon roots. So um, people would say, Jerry, where do you go for this or that? And I'd tell them, and they'd say, well, uh, why don't you write a book? From the studios of Kink Radio, it's the Portland 50, a podcast series about the people who dreamt, built, and championed the innovation, growth, and uniqueness of Portland. The Portland 50 series is brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover Portland. One company, two iconic brands. Jaguar Land Rover Portland is a Don Rasmussen company, the legendary Portland institution serving our community since 1950. I'm your host, Peggy LaPointe. Today, I talk with Jerry Frank, fourth-generation Oregonian, whose family founded the Myron Frank Stores. He spent 20 years as Senator Mark Hatfield's chief of staff, and for the past 30 years, Jerry Frank has written a column that appears in the Sunday travel section of The Oregonian. He's also the author of Jerry Frank's Oregon, now in its fourth edition. Dating from 1857. And that's when the first Meyer and Frank opened. That's when the first Meyer came to Oregon to uh, open a store on the riverfront in Portland. Mm-hmm. And was that your great great grandfather? I was going to say great great. I couldn't remember. It was great grandfather or great great grandfather. And they opened, or he opened the store in 1857, and it was... And that was before Oregon was a state in 1859. Exactly, exactly. And so then, uh, soon the Frank family joined. Yeah, a, a Meyer married a Frank, and that's how it became <laughs> Meyer and Frank. <laughs> and the, the building that we know, I've been in Portland for... Uh, 20 or 30 years. So I'm, I remember going up and down the escalators, the big building in Myron Frank downtown. All right, that building uh, between 5th and 6th and Morrison and Alder uh, was the home of the largest escalator installation in the country when it was put in. And it was 15 stories? It went from the 12th floor to the second basement. Mm-hmm. I remember stopping on each floor to shop when I would go downtown right. to, the, to that Meyer and Frank. But and there were 15 floors. There were three floors above that escalator installation for various parts of the operation of the store. For a while, Meyer and Frank was the largest retail outlet west of the Mississippi. That is correct. Yeah, and uh, it was one of the largest stores in the nation. When you came on board to work for the company, um, you took on, it was the first branch store here in Salem. That is correct. Uh, Salem was the first branch, and that was in October 27th, 
1955, and I moved to Salem at that time uh, to manage a store. However, I had spent several years before that in traveling around the world looking at stores to get ideas for our first branch and also for hiring the 400 people we had working in the store. And I stayed there from October 1955 until the store was sold in 1965 to the May Company, and I left the store at that time because I didn't want any part of absentee ownership, and particularly the May Company, who were very cheap operators, and there were very uh, disagreeable times between the Mars and the Franks in the selling of the store that my family, the Franks and my dad, who was the president of the store, um, did not want to sell it. They wanted to keep it a local family business. The Myers wanted to clip coupons and sell a store. When you left, I mean, was that sort of heartbreaking? This had been in your family for a hundred years. Yes. What's the story behind coming down to Salem? Were you looking at other places to to open a first branch, and Salem was the... We had uh, many accounts for people all over the state of Oregon. There were two real Oregon institutions, Myron Frank and the Oregonian. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had thousands of customers from all over the state. Those two outfits brought Oregon together. In the period right after 1950, my dad and I spent a lot of time traveling around the state looking for places where we might build our first branch store. And it was kind of fun because my dad was a very recognizable individual, so we'd usually do it on Sunday and drive around, and he'd have his coat collar up so that nobody would <laughs> recognize him. We concentrated on Salem and Eugene, and uh, because of the configuration of downtown Eugene and downtown Salem, it was decided that we would make Salem the hub of our first branch store. At that time, we had 10,000 charge customers in this area. So starting in Salem was not a new thing for the people here. The store was a hundred and 85,000 square feet, the most modern store in America with what is called a butterfly parking ramp, where there is an entrance from every level to a parking ramp. The store was very successful and did the largest per capita business 
of any store in America of a store of that size. Did you love it? Yes. Yeah. So leaving was probably quite difficult. How much time went by between when you left Meyer and Frank to when you became uh, chief of staff to Senator uh, Mark Hatfield? I became uh, chief of staff for the senator uh, when he first uh, de decided to run for uh, the, the Senate. He asked me, a after I had left the store, mm. uh, if I was interested in coming back to be a dollar-a-year man. <laughs> a dollar-a-year man, uh, you had to be paid that much in order to get access to the Senate floor. But I was not his chief of staff for his first term. I became his chief of staff on his second term, and I served for 26 years in, uh, well, 26 years on his staff, but 20 of them uh, as his chief of staff. In that job was my uh, privilege to work with a wonderful man. Uh, I did all the hiring and firing and the administrative part, and we probably had the most highly respected and most highly regarded staff in Washington, D.C. during that time. You would travel around the state with the senator quite a bit when he would travel around to speak with his constituents. That is correct. We would have one weekend a month where we would travel all over the state of Oregon. Each day we'd have four or five meetings or appearances and answer questions that people had. Uh, usually there would be a church service on a Sunday. We uh, did it very scientifically so that we had time in every part of the state, and that's how I got to know Oregon very well. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, is that when you, well, your love increased for it because eventually, and I don't want to jump too far ahead in our conversation, but eventually you came to write about the state and about all sorts of attractions around the state. Is that when your love well, that, that certainly was a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I started writing for the Oregonian every week in 1987, and I am still writing as we talk in 2018, mm -hmm. and I think I'm the longest-serving uh, writer of a column in the Oregonian. I arrived in 1989, and your column has always been there. Yes, every, every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yep, in the travel section. Uh, before we move on to, to, to that, um, how did you get the nickname as Oregon's third senator? Well, that's a question that you'd have to ask somebody <laughs> else. I think it was because, because of my family connection, because of Mar and Frank connections because of Hatfield connections. Uh, I was pretty well known around the state, yeah. and you would have to ask other people. 
I think it might be helpful for you if I just briefly gave you my family and my life background that I am a fourth generation Oregonian. I have six generations in Oregon of my my family. Uh, I was born in Portland. I went to Ainsworth Grammar School where I had my only experience in elective politics <laughs> when I ran for mayor of the school and was elected. I figured I'd better quit while I was ahead. <laughs> I went to Lincoln High School in Portland. Mm -hmm. uh, from there I went to Stanford University. I didn't like it. There were too many spoiled rich kids. <laughs> and so I enlisted in the Army uh, that was during World War II. I spent three years uh, in the U.S. Army with time in the States for basic training and in Europe during the war. Uh, I was in the Third Army uh, under General Patton. When the uh, war the World War II was over with, the Army chose one man from each division that was left in Europe to go to Cambridge University in England, to go to Oxford, to go to the Sorbonne in, in France. I was the lucky guy chosen from my division to go to Cambridge. I spent three months there under Army sponsorship loved it, and made application to go back uh, as a civilian to get my uh, degrees. Uh, it was difficult getting in because at that time all the Brits were wanting to get into college too. Mm -hmm. But I was fortunate enough to get in and I spent uh, three years uh, at Cambridge University. I got my bachelor's and my master's degrees. I loved it, made many friends, had the opportunity to uh, travel uh, all through Europe during vacation periods. And then I came back uh, to my home state and my dad was a very tough hombre and he put me to work in the store the day after I got out of the <laughs> service and I, I spent the time from when I got out of the service and out of Cambridge in the Portland store in various departments there to get an idea of what it was all about and to get to know the, the people there. Yeah. And then, uh, as we mentioned, uh, uh, after the store was sold, then my time was spent uh, with Senator Hatfield, and uh, then I came back and uh, after 26 years with him, I came back and have de devoted my time uh, for civic causes and uh, 
have been fortunate enough to be involved in many, many things, and it might be of interest for you to know that during my life period, and I am 94 Mm -hmm. years old now, I've raised three quarters of a billion dollars for various civic and good work things in our state. That's, that is probably part of the reason why you were, uh, there was a proclamation, I want to make sure I say this right, Oregon Premier Citizen, a gubernatorial proclamation because of everything you've done in the state. That was a very, very heartwarming thing for me. I would imagine. It was, uh, it was done uh, some years ago, and I have been the only Oregon citizen who has been so honored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a tremendous honor. Which uh, governor awarded that? Uh, governor Kitzhaber. Governor Kitzhaber. When you were um, finished working with Senator Hatfield, did you have ever have any aspirations to get into politics after that? No, not really. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I loved every minute of it. I have visited 150 countries around the world with and for him. Uh, I could promote someone else, but I just don't have the ego to run for politics myself. Yeah. When you left your position with Senator Hatfield, you went, we talked about this, you became a columnist for the Oregonian for 30 years now. How did that come about? Was it Well, the editor of the Oregonian, uh, who I admired very much, his name was Bill Hilliard, recently passed away, uh, asked me if I would like to do this, and I'd like to write, and uh, uh, so I did, and at first my column was about various aspects of Oregon life, then it morphed into a travel column, and now I write a travel column every week about different places to visit, in Oregon, places to stay, things to do, places to eat, all of that type of thing. Well, and you also have a book. During the time I was in Washington, I never, in 26 years, I never spent a weekend in Washington. It was politics all day, and I had to get away on weekends. I'd spend one weekend in New York, and I would walk a different area, so I got to know New York very well, and Marin Frank had an office there, so I had been familiar with New York. Mm -hmm. The next weekend, I would come home to Oregon because I didn't want to lose my Oregon roots. So um, people would say, Jerry, where do you go for this or that, and i tell them, and they'd say, well, uh, why don't you write a book? So what what happened, uh, I have written two books. One, Where to Find It, Buy It, Eat It in New York, 
which uh, has had 20 editions, sold over a million copies. The second one is Jerry Frank's Oregon, mm -hmm. and uh, the fourth edition came out in this year that we are talking. And uh, that one has uh, over 50,000 copies in circulation. So um, it was kind of interesting. Uh, I'd had no experience in publishing a book, and uh, I went to Oregon publishers and or New York publishers and real tough. So I decided to self-publish, which I have done, and it's been very successful. And I do a lot of signings around the state. I see that. And you have, in this book, in Jerry Frank's Oregon, you have 700 reviews of places around the state. That is correct. Um, and, I mean, that includes 165 Oregon towns, which I, yes. I'm i sure you've been to more than the, than that. I have. Yeah. And it's not a part of Oregon that <laughs> I haven't been. Uh, you know, it includes, like you mentioned, the lodging and dining and shops and activities. But then you also have a Jerry's exclusive list with your favorite places. Yes, uh, places that, you know, after you spend time going to all these places, uh, you, you come across some that you think are very special. And I do have uh, special lists and special boxes mm -hmm. talking about people, places, and things that I think are very interesting and important for people who want to know their state. Mm -hmm. Now, my mother-in-law lives in Roseburg, so I'm curious, where should I be going in, in the Roseburg area, in the Coos Bay area, when we go to the coast down there? Uh, that's a very important part of the state, and uh, actually m my most favorite place to stay in Oregon is down in that area. It's actually up the Rogue River from uh, Gold Beach. Yeah. It's called Tutuden Lodge. It's right on the river. It's a wonderful, beautiful place. It's heaven on earth, uh, wonderful accommodations, great food, wonderful management. Mm. It's. I go there every year and spend a week there. Oh and have for 30 years. I will definitely have to go there. That's one place I haven't been down there. You want to do it. Yeah, it's so beautiful down there. It is. Now, there's also something, uh, speaking of uh, part of your civic activities in the state, you, for the 58th year last year, uh, have a Jerry Frank's layer cake uh, Chocolate <laughs> layer cake contest. And you've been judging that for I've, 58 years. I've been the sole judge of the Jerry Frank chocolate cake contest for those 58 years. It's the longest running contest in the, in the Northwest. At the Oregon State at, Fair. At the Oregon yeah. State Fair. And uh, I'm a chocolateaholic. And as a result of that, I uh, founded with a friend a conditorai, which means sweet shop, uh, in Salem, and uh, owned and ran that for 38 years. And just 
recently sold it to our manager, who had been with me for 28 years, and uh, it's one of the most popular restaurants in Salem. I was looking at the website and yeah. at all the cakes there. Yes. Wow, that looks delicious. What because there's a chocolate cake named after you there. Yes. Uh, what are the other good desserts there? Oh, there's Barney's Blackout Cake. We have lemon cake. We have all sorts of torts and and brownies, and we we have uh, over thirty uh, different kinds of cakes. Uh, in addition, we have wonderful quiches there and salads, and actually, we have the, the replica of the famous. Cobb salad from Marn Frank's Tea Room. I remember and, that. And uh, we have that in the, that restaurant. You're listening to King's Portland 50 series. I'll continue my conversation with Jerry Frank in a moment, but I wanted to thank our sponsor. The Portland 50 series is presented by Jaguar Land Rover Portland. One company, two iconic brands. Jaguar Land Rover Portland is a Don Rasmussen company. The legendary Portland institution, serving our community since 1950. Now back to my conversation with Jerry Frank, fourth-generation Oregonian whose family founded the Meyer and Frank stores. He spent 20 years as Senator Mark Hatfield's chief of staff. And for the past 30 years, Jerry Frank has written a column that appears in the Sunday travel section of The Oregonian. He's also the author of Jerry Frank's Oregon, now in its fourth edition. My father was uh, Aaron Frank. He was the third generation. In those days, there were four or five people who ran the city. Sure, there was a mayor, but four or five businessmen who owned their own businesses really ran the city, and they were all close friends. Uh, They included uh, E.B. McNaughton, who was head of the uh, First National Bank, Eddie Sammons, who was head of the U.S. Bank, uh, Dave Simpson, who was head of Norris, Biggs, and Simpson, a real estate firm, E.P. Epp Hoyt, who was the editor of The Oregonian, and my dad, Aaron Frank. They were close friends, and they would talk at least a couple of times a week and get together about things that were good for the community. And Oregon and Portland benefited greatly from them. My dad was responsible for bringing the Kaiser shipyards to Portland during World War II. He was a close friend of Henry Kaiser's son, Edgar Kaiser, and they brought 100,000 workers to the Portland area during World War II. My dad was a, a very tough businessman, but very civic-minded, was first citizen of Portland, and had a lot to do with the fire department. He gave the city the first disaster wagon in the United States to the Portland Fire Department and was active in the Amateur Athletic Union, too. He was very interested 
in sports. I have uh, tried to follow in his footsteps in civic activities myself. I'm on the board of AAA uh, Automobile. Um, I serve as honorary superintendent of the Oregon State Police. Uh, I also serve uh, on the board of Special Olympics of Oregon and uh, try and do as much as I can uh, for civic causes. In Salem, the Rotary Club is building a amphitheater on the riverfront there and they very generously are going to name it after me. That's very nice. And uh, my dad, I think, would be very excited to see how the state that he loved has prospered and grown so great. It's an amazing legacy yep. that he and you, and I mean, the generations yep. have been able to interweave into the state. Yep. Was your grandfather around when you were a young boy? Uh, just for a short time. Yeah. What has been your favorite part? You moved to Salem. You must have fallen in love with Salem when you came down here to start the store. And you have a beautiful office where you can look out um, over the hills. What has been uh, some of your favorite things about the Salem area? Well, the, this, the Salem folks have accepted me so generously. I, I just love living here. It's a community that's uh, you know, 150,000 people, but you know most everybody, or they know you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I t try and take part in as many activities as I possibly can and keep on the go. And I like it because there are such interesting places, Silver Falls State Park, and, and uh, you're close to the Oregon coast, and and being in the state capitol, I'm involved naturally in Oregon politics. I try not to be uh, just in one side of the fence or the other. I, I su have supported uh, all the governors. My uncle, Julius Meyer, was governor of the state, and I have supported every governor, Republican or Democrat, uh, since I have been in public life. And in back of you where we're sitting are pictures and signed autographs of all of them. And over on the other wall here are signed pictures of uh, the leading individuals in our federal government and in the other office of people all over the world, including Queen Elizabeth, and Mother Teresa and many others. I have been, as we've been sitting here, uh, admiring the photos. You have photos of uh, presidents from Gerald Ford, I see, and Richard Nixon, and George H.W. Yeah. Bush, and from the inauguration of uh, President Reagan as well. Exactly, and I was in charge of the cabinet for that event, and that is the one that you are looking at, mm -hmm. is the only signed program of all the individuals on the platform and in the cabinet for that event. Your office is a treasure trove. Thank you. It's it's a history, not just of Oregon, but um, 
and, and not just politics, because as we're sitting here on the couch, we're looking at photos of... Of entertainers. Exactly. Uh, Johnny Carson and Sammy Davis Jr. Well, you're a very observant lady, <laughs> and I'm most impressed. Let's talk more about, because now I'm curious about some of your other places around the state. And I've traveled from Roseburg to Portland and then east to John Day and into Bend, but I've never been into the southeastern part of the state. That's one place that my husband and I would like to take our kids someday. Well, there's a interesting that you mentioned that because in the southeastern part of the state there's a new ranch, a new destination resort called Sylvie's Ranch. It's over a hundred thousand acres. And it is opening in this year Mm -hmm. and it will attract visitors from the east with all kinds of experiences, a reversible golf course, horseback riding, a range for shooting, um, walking trails, lakes. It's a magnificent place with beautiful accommodations. It's something that you want to see. Yeah. Other parts of the state and things that are uh, of great interest, there's a wonderful hotel called the Geyser Grand in Baker City. Mm. Uh, there are the Wallawas yes. in uh, northeastern Oregon. The Pendleton Roundup is something that everybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. The trip down the Columbia Gorge is magnificent. In central Oregon, there are so many things to see. Bend has become very popular. There's wonderful skiing in that area. My favorite part of the state is the Oregon coast. And there are uh, a number of, of great places uh, to visit. Astoria has become alive again. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, good restaurants and stores there and museum. Uh, there's a wonderful place to stay that is very modern in price in Cannon Beach, which is one of my very favorite towns. Uh, it, it is... A, city with lots of good restaurants. Mm -hmm. The place to stay is called the Ocean Lodge, Mm. and it's right on the water, and very nice, reasonably priced accommodations. Going down the coast, there are any number of places in my book, and the drive from Bandon south on Highway 101 down to the California border is one of the most magnificent drives in the world. And it's spotlessly clean, gorgeous scenery, and I would strongly recommend it for all Oregonians. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely gorgeous. How much do you travel now these days? I travel quite a bit. I'm in, uh, I've been asked to speak at many places. I do a lot of book signings around and 
I travel quite a bit. I'm back in New York every couple of months around Oregon. Uh, I'm usually on the road at least once or twice a month. I try to keep up to date with what's going on, and I have friends all over the state. And You've got a column to write. Yeah. You can't sit still. That's right. <laughs> all right, before I let you go, favorite restaurants, a couple favorite restaurants in the Portland area. Well, uh, the Ringside is yeah. my most favorite restaurant. I love the onion rings there and the atmosphere, and it, it's a wonderful place. I try to uh, go to the restaurants in some of the hotels mm -hmm. there too. And uh, Yaw's Top Notch was my favorite place years ago, but Yaw's Top Notch yeah. no longer exists. But uh, if you look in my book, there are dozens of, of uh, Portland restaurants that, uh, that I recommend. Fourth edition of Jerry Frank's Oregon. Fourth edition out in uh, 2018, right. And then maybe we'll get to see you in Portland for a book signing. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for joining me for my conversation with Jerry Frank. If you've missed any of the previous podcasts, you can find them at our website at kink.fm. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Portland 50 podcast wherever you're listening. The Portland 50 is a podcast series celebrating King's 50th anniversary, and it's about the people who dreamt, built, and championed the innovation, growth, and uniqueness of Portland. The series is presented by Jaguar Land Rover Portland, one company, two iconic brands. Jaguar Land Rover Portland is a Don Rasmussen company, the legendary Portland institution serving our community since 1950.